Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cantinamex Football Podcast. A new sound, a new tone, because the regular season is over in Liga Mekis. We do have our top four finalists and some repechaje action that will be happening this week. So we have that to unpack. Obviously, we cannot ignore the incredible moment that Chivas de Guadalajara are having, topping their best record in over a decade. We also have some slander from Diego Linus and also Chucky Lozano not being able to close the show at home. Napoli have to wait another week to secure the title. That and much, much more. Jaime Ordiales resigned today. So we have a lot to unpack. We're live on Twitter Spaces, live on YouTube. So join us and uh, we'll get this going. But before I go any further, let me welcome the panel tonight. Coming in from SoCal. Joel, how are we doing? Really good, Jaime. Feels good to see Chivas, you know, finish top of the table. So it's a long time coming. I was saying some things about that, which we'll get on in the show. So of course I'm gonna come across as a hater. I mean, but they only hate me because they tell the truth. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> we have uh, my my good friend uh, Super Elbow. How we doing? I'm doing good. Well, hello. Uh, man, yeah, no, it's been uh, uh, a nice close close to the regular season for Chivas, and seeing those 34 points, man, is, uh, you know, they definitely should give themselves a pat on the back. Absolutely. Uh, excited to see what the uh, what the Ligia brings, has in store for us, but uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about it more uh, during the pod. And last but not least, Abdias joining us, Cruz Azul fan number one, and somehow squeezing into repechaje. So, Abdias, how we doing? Pretty good, pretty good, young man. But all of a sudden, we're talking, feeling very brave about repechaje when for the past couple of years is the only thing you hung up on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of an awkward situation to be in right now because Chivas have only participated in Liga thanks to this repechaje format. And now, suddenly, that we're in the top three, top four, we're starting to see the other side of this and say, you know, what are we doing with all these lemmings? Like, like fuck all of them, dude. They shouldn't even deserve a shot at the title. Just take the top four and have semis and call it a day. These other teams don't deserve to even have a, a chance at the glory. Um, so it's it's funny how how all of a sudden the, the you know you see it from the top and it's a it's a different perspective. You know what's the funny thing, bro? That's the same way I feel about immigration. Like, yo, they should have stopped coming over after you. <laughs> right? Like, ¿qué pasó? Eres un estúpido. Oh, that's funny as hell, man. It's like once you're on the other side of the border, like, get these guys out of here, you know? Making us look bad. You know, um, I don't know if I can speak for my Chiva hermanos, but seeing Guadalajara close the show at home against, I mean, I know it was Mazatlan, but securing a top four finish and tying their best record with 34 points with Pound's first attempt, I, I can't, you know, it's it's hard not to believe in this team. And I'm starting to question how far they can actually go. At this point, I think it's a fair game and, and anybody has a shot at the title, at least 
the ones that are in the top four. I, I, I think I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because, you know, uh, you know, this, it is Spouse, uh, uh, first season with the team and, uh, Ligia is a complete for an animal, man. He's going to have to learn how to coach with some pretty talented, uh, against some pretty talented coaches. Uh, you got Vuse up there and, uh, you know, if, if Tuca gets through his, uh, repechaje, you know, that's going to be another tough coach to coach against. And, uh, even though we beat him in the regular season, it's, 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 a. Uh, I mean, it's a whole different ball game. So, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, uh, but I definitely don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, we'll have a lot of questions to answer. Number one, will the momentum, you know, be sort of stopped now that Chivas have a bye week, right? Like, you guys are on a winning streak. You guys haven't lost in a long time. Like, four last four games uh, have been all victories. So it's like... To have a week off, is that a detriment to this squad? Or, you know, do they deserve the, the much-needed rest and, you know, f prepare for, for you know, Leguilla? I think, uh, I don't think it affects. Teams, teams know how to prepare for this or, better put, take advantage of this. Um, it's not like they just stay at home for the whole week, you know. They um, they keep training. They could run drills. They play. They'll play against perhaps one of their teams like Tapatio or or um, <clears throat> a combination of of players um, from like reserves or or lower squads. But I think uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I've never really seen this um, effect. Uh, you know, affect the team. Sometimes I think it's the opposite, though. Um, those teams that squeeze in through the pechaje, like they just manage to make it, and then they sort of catch fire during the, the repechaje and yeah. carry that into that, which we've seen Chivas did when, um, you know, they, they kind of qualified. Yeah. Yeah, where they, they were like, just got there, and then they, they just go all the way. Um but a lot of times we see these bigger teams that they just they just know how to, and, and it's beneficial in some parts where you have some players that have been carrying injuries, and they have like time to to recover. I'm not sure at like God Lexi's is he at a hundred? You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Someone was yeah, but on the same oh, page, if we notice, out of the four teams. Siempre hay uno que les meten en la sorpresa. There's always that one. And that's the thing. The bye week does, si te aflojas. Todos se aflojan un poquito. Y luego es cuando les llegan los de repechaje. Because it's happened. Yeah. In, the last, that... in the happened last couple of years, out of the four, there's always one. Mm -hmm. It's happened to Santos. It's happened to Chingao Cruz Azul. Yeah. It happened to, it happens to all of us. Yeah. Te aflojas. And that's what happens. Yeah, and I would say that's that's I, I would put that like on the coach and stuff, like how, how you know how diligent they were going into that week. Uh, did they study the opponent and and whatnot? You know, did they get overconfident because they feel that you know because it's usually your matchup with the weaker team? Yeah, 
What did, did they switch up? Just really quick, because yeah. I remember um, from an interview of Manuela Puente, and he was talking about how once he knew that his team was like secured a place in the Guilla, like his final games, if he was still like, um, you know, he had a good cushion, <clears throat> he would switch things up and try other things just just to see what worked or didn't and try to throw opponents off. And and that's sometimes if teams don't do things like that, um, you know, it, it could it could backfire, like where it's like, all right, the other team now kind of knows what to expect from you because you're just kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, if, for those that need a reminder with these new format, because it's changed over the couple of seasons, couple benefits for ending in the top four. You do get the bye week. You obviously will have home field advantage in the next round. And they changed it back to whoever finished higher in the table will go through on a draw because they had changed it to the away goal rule. America got upset because they were eliminated by Pachuca and they changed the rule after that. So, you know, Chivas could potentially get through on a draw and you don't have to worry about the one game knockout, right? It's so cutthroat and any team can have a bad day in 90 minutes. But with finishing the top four, you have 180 minutes. You have a chance to close the show at home. So I think it's going to be very difficult to beat the top four in over the course of, of uh, two matches. But we'll see. We'll see if the, the bye week and the momentum from one of these teams. I'm sure Pachuca will handle business. We'll see if Tigres and, and Cruz Azul can handle business as well. One thing I, I do want to point out that's nasty is, you know, Querétaro finished in 10th this season. But because of their coefficient, they are not allowed to participate in repechaje. And now the 13th seed will replace them. Which is Santos. Ah, uh, damn. And Abdias, why, are they, well, why are they using coefficient if there's no longer relegation? I'm not sure, but... <laughs> this I, is more leggy shenanigans. I would like to get Abdias' perspective of Santos now that, you know, they was the last match of the regular season. You guys got a scrappy win over Santos. Is this a team you don't want to face in Repechaje? All right, so here's the difference. I don't want to face the regular season Santos. Not really. But the Santos that came out this weekend, Noah Acevedo, their midfield was absolute shit. Like, we kept taking the balls away from them. So, yeah, give me that team. Right? And you guys will be facing Atlas... On Saturday, how do you feel about that matchup? Bro, Quinones is really the only one that I'm really worried about on that end. Yeah. Because ever since since the CONCACAF champions, he turned on, dude. How'd you guys do against them in the regular season? Honestly, man, I, I didn't get to watch on that one. I was traveling for work, and not everyone has Telemundo uh, Univision available. 
I think you guys beat them 1-0. I could be wrong. Yeah, this is back in February, so it's been a while. But I, I think I would have much rather had a Querétaro over a Santos. Santos dove, does do well um, in, like, the short season formats in the long history of, you know, ever since we switched over to that format. Not a team you want to face in repechaje. And Mazatlan finishing with seven points. And over the course of these last two seasons, they only accumulated a total of 24 points. There was somebody on Reddit that was nice enough to ac accumulate both, both seasons. And if we were to go off of a long season format with 30, 34 matches, Monterrey would be out on top with 75 points, America with 72, Pachuca with 63, Toluca with 59, and Chivas in fifth place with 56. So if we were to go off a long season format, Monterrey would be crowned champions over the... They've been the most consistent team this this year. Just to point that out. They must be a really good coach. <laughs> just saying. That's what we're just sitting saying. here quietly. Just saying. Wait, wait. Just saying. Chivas needs to have those type of coaches. <laughs> I'm still, hey, I'm still, I'm still butthurt of how he got sacked. Like you could tell they, that they just, and I say they because I'm not too sure who, who pulled the plug. I know it wasn't Pelias. I don't know for sure, but I'm, I got feeling that I wasn't him. But, you know, every week you have the media. Chivas is getting ready to psych. Buse, any day now, any bad result. And he wouldn't lose. And then they're playing Pachuca, who's like their Coco, and he ends up beating them. <laughs> they sack him, like, pretty much right after. They get rid of this dude before he goes all the way to Ligia. Um, that kind of sucked. Um, but I think... Uh, yeah, man. I know he had cut a lot of flack. Um, he went into Querétaro where he wasn't as successful as he had been with Monterrey, you know, when he got the whole Rey Midas. And then just going through through um, Querétaro and then Chivas, and then they will call him, like, Rey Miedos and things like that. They kind of still do, like, because he... <laughs> parks the bus and whatnot, but I think he knows how to play the league. Like, and, and when you're playing in these leagues where you do get crown champion, you know, for a regular season, I mean, that's very hard to do. That's pretty difficult. I'll say that. Uh -huh. Like, to me, it's more difficult than Liguilla. Mm -hmm. if, if throughout that whole course, you, you, you finish a top and you maintain the team, to me, that's, that's more difficult to do. Fair enough. No, I think it's just a matter of the average age of Chivas, right? A very young team, and you get yeah. you get an old bastard like Buse who just doesn't. I don't know, man. He didn't know how to how to use the team, and he was getting like okay results, but they weren't incredible. Anyway, he he took him to a semifinal. He did, he did, he did. But at the same and time, he had less team than it is now, a lesser team than now. It's crazy, though. It's like, how do you go from, like, 
making semifinals to then just having a completely like degrade in quality and like the amount of draws that we had and then just like not not stepping up in the right moments and him having trouble making those adjustments in real time it just wasn't a good fit you know and maybe maybe he's just more comfortable in Monterrey he's, he's got more you know seniors uh players there and and he's comfortable in the city the press or whatever you know it's just it's, you know it's just a different style I, different I, squad. I think uh I think Vucet probably it might not have been a good fit uh I, but I don't put I don't put the whole blame on him I think he was sort of stuck in a dysfunctional situation yeah you know, Rem with, remember when when he with, arrived uh soon after she was lost four players. They got rid of the four players. Yeah. What had happened? Uh -huh. And all of them. They, he never had. They never really replaced. They never brought anyone for him. He had to keep. No, he didn't get replaced. And then he lost. Uh, and then, he lost and then everything with the lies. I and... think he lost like six players in total. But and he he's never gonna get this credit. And I hate that I lost because uh, I had screenshotted from uh, I don't know if it was uh, Gancha or I don't know which magazine was they did like uh how many youth Buse had debuted how many he would play on average how many canteranos he would have on the field i think at, at, at the most he would have up to six and and that's a lot of stuff he didn't get credit for that he was he was playing but because the fans were mad because they wanted they wanted um Beltran and they wanted some of these other guys so they were pissed off at him for not playing them, but he was playing. I think the Beltran one was the only one that bothered me. There was another dude back at Bouquet or some shit like that. I can't remember. Who still hasn't um, got minutes? Perez Bouquet. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But no, I mean, everything with Benitez and everything like that, man. It was it was dysfunctional for him, and and maybe maybe he just wasn't a good fit. Right now, it just seems like. Uh, you know, Vergara uh, just, you know, hired, he hired, uh, what's his name, Hierro? Yeah, the Iron Man. Yeah. From Madrid, he got his coach, and he pretty much said, do this and and, and run with it. Yeah, when they, announced, so when they announced him, I thought he would be a good fit just because of his experience with youth, um, you know, having won a, a U-20 tournament. And then he had also coached. So he wasn't just one of those coaches that that was all their experience is at the youth level. And the fact he, he knows the language, I think goes a long way, you know, just for him to get his ideas across. Um, and so I, I knew he was gonna, he was pretty good. But it's where I like Tena so much as well too. This guy was Olympic gold medalist. I think in, in, right. this is a other thing for Hamadi. Um, he's cutting a lot of shit. But he's actually has been doing a good job. And if you look at a lot of the coaches they brought, they've been a pretty a big step up from around the time when um, Higuera was still there. And they brought in like Thomas Boy, Cardoso, and they were just bringing in, you know, they were doing all these changes with like two games left and this guy's interim. And then in the preseason, oh, he's, you know, he's going to be the regular coach. They're bringing these coaches with not so good track records. Well, I, the, 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 the issue under Vergara up to this point has been dysfunction. 
right? That's been the that's well, been the worst part of it. No, we'll see. I'm a, I'm a, and we're right now, right <clears throat> right now we're getting the Hierro well, is in charge of uh, what what is it? like? A, he's he's the GM. He is. Bow is the coach. And let's roll. <laughs> you know that's there's no, no there doesn't seem to be any dysfunction, any any middlemen, any third wheels, any anything. And so I think that might be kind of the key to why there's been a little bit of success yeah, at least through the regular and, season. And that's what I'm going to say. That's where I, I don't think he's going to get the credit and not even Pelias are going to get credit for the work they did. It's almost like these just these guys came in and overnight they have the team already firing on all cylinders. And it reminds me a lot of when Han Westerfoff came in and all of us, you know, he did really good. He had good seasons. I think we had a thing on points, and he, he did a bunch of points, too. He, he was up there between 32, 34. Um, and all of a sudden, it was like, if he just had the magic wand. And it's like, no, there was actually, like, three to four years of work put into the squad. Like, you could have been the missing piece. But there was a lot of work. And I, I think uh, with Amadi early on, you had all the stuff that was affecting the club, with, like, the streaming, not having TV, um, contracts. You had the lawsuit going on. Um, they had a couple lawsuits. Uh, you know, Angelica, even Higuera, which I didn't know that was, he was also, and there was, I think, uh, Profeco, I think, like the consumer, the consumer uh, consumer rights or whatever it's called, over the, over the faulty Chivas TV streaming. There's a bunch of stuff going on at the club. And I think he, he, you know, that's what he inherited, a pretty team, that very turbulent. And he he brings in Pelias, and they sort of, they managed to improve as far as, like, they're not finishing bottom of the table. They're finishing now more at the mid-table and not so far from the top four, top five. They were, like, what, six points? Again, Disco Rayado been saying this. I'm going to keep saying it. So they're just, dude, that's two games basically two games from, you know, competing with these better teams that had better, stronger squads. And and um, they did get rid of this dude first, you know, all the stuff that, that started happening. Uh, I feel like there was this, like, like from the media, you know, it's like all of a sudden it seems like coordinated attack. All, all the outlets were all of a sudden just start focusing on la cama. And, yeah, I do think that happened to an extent. Uh, this dude gets booted, and uh, didn't, didn't you also mention the Bolivian brother-in-law or whatever? Who? Oh yeah, there is a family. Um, well, because uh, Maori doesn't have complete control. Like he might be like at the at the head of the table, but his family, his sisters, and 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 you know one of the husbands or maybe two that are in there, like, all trying to, um, you know, claw their, right? yeah, <laughs> their way in and and have more um, more of a say in what's going on with the team. I know some of them wanted to sell the team. That was one of the things where they were trying to, you know, and going back to Angelica, and I think she was trying to sell it, um, you would always see the rumors of, you know, Slim or whoever, like, um, thinking of buying... They didn't even interview them, but it'll be like, thinking of buying Chivas. And, and I know the stadium was always 
has always been like a, the, 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 um, you know, deter, uh, detrimental, where it's like they kind of don't want, like we don't, we don't want the only life, dude. You know, the location and and just the bill for playing here, it's 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 just too much. Um, but I I do think he he just long super long story short, I do I do feel Amadi has been doing a pretty good job. Um, he brought in players and then he he managed to bring in um, Pocho Guzman recently and and just to bring in Fierro, um, you know, as, as GM and have him there. I still don't know what he's doing. Um, I'm not saying he's not doing anything, but I I don't really know. Like you don't really see him. You know what I'm saying? I, I know some some people like such him. a contrast to Pelaz always wanting to you know be in front yeah, of the he, microphone and get all the attention and and try to <laughs> defend himself at all times. You know, I'm all for the silent hand, you know, behind the scenes, just doing things that you can't see, but the team is obviously improving. Uh, I do have a fact for you guys. So as far as short season format, the best finishes we've had, obviously, Paunovic with 34 points. Ty is Westerhoff in 2004. And Tuca Ferretti, who also got 34 points in both Invierno 98 and uh, 97. And then Damn. Flores. <laughs> I remember that run we had with Flores. I think that was when we had the most consecutive Efraín wins. Flores. Yep. 33 points Efra in 2008. And then Jose Luis Real, 32 points in 2010 yes. when, when we were in the Copa Libertadores final and all that. So And, 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 and Real, well, just really quick, Jaime, Real yeah. has... You ask a lot of uh, Chiva fans, and they're gonna talk mad shit about yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, look what he did in Libertadores. Yeah, no, for sure. Granted, it was friendly games, but he beat he beat Man U in Barcelona. Yeah, Pep's Barcelona, by the way. I don't care if they're friendly. A W is a W, and I'm taking it. <laughs> and uh, he, dude, he gets a lot of mad hate. And both both of those guys, uh, they worked at Atlas. Now, right. you know, as, as youth coaches, and they worked there when uh, when Bielsa was there. One thing and that, uh, they... yeah, I'd like to add with, with all these uh, incredible finishes, only champions one time. So. Tuca? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tuca. Hans got to the, I don't know if it was that season, but I know he got to the final. We to lost Pumas. to Pumas in, in penalties. Yeah. And then we also lost to Necaxa. Uh, under Ferretti that, that season in 98. Yeah, I think that was La, La Puentes Necaxa. And, La Puentes Necaxa, yeah. And we lost to we lost uh, the final, the Copa de Toros final in 2010. In 2008, I don't know what happened. We didn't really achieve much. Yeah. In 2008? Yeah, when Flores got Who us 33. The... Oh, yeah, well, I mean... I, I'm not looking at the squad, but I'm willing to bet it was probably a lot of the youth players. One of the reasons they had bumped him up, because he was he was with the, you know, he was with the youth teams and him. You, you know, Chivas had him. They had Westerhoff. Chivas gets rid of both of them. Let's see Pachuca what hires them. Pachuca hires them to run their youth program. Chivas ends up paying millions and millions of dollars to get Pachuca. So looks like in 2008 we lost to Monterrey 4-1 and then we tied 4-4. So we lost Man. 8 to 5 on 
global. I wonder if Buse was at the Monterrey squad. 2008. Shit, shit, shit goes full I'll, circle. I'll double check. <laughs> yeah. Joel, was was it Flores that replaced uh, Chapo de la Torre? Could have been. Or did we have a coach in between? Hello? We can hear you. No, I didn't. I lost. Uh, yeah, Colo. we knew. Colo, I lost. I didn't catch the last. Oh, no, I would have, what, 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 what I was trying to refresh my memory is that the, the Chapo La Torre was was gone. Was uh, Flores the coach that took over after him, or was there a so one in between? Oof, man, there's been so many. You know the we used to call it. I call. <laughs> I know you're gonna remember this. The coaching carousel. Oh. It was like twenty coaches or something under um under Vergara. And I, all the time, man, you would still had Sir Alex. What coach? She was kept getting a coach every, every four one. months. Yeah, I can't remember too good, to be honest, Tom. But I know I know he leaves. Oh, La Volpe. The... La Volpe was coach of Monterrey in 2008 when, we, when they beat us. Ah. Interesting. Damn. Who also ended up at Chivas. Yeah. My, my favorite La Volpe stat is when he was coaching America and then he loses to Chivas a classical 5 0. And I'm never forgetting that one. <laughs> <laughs> so then I have a question. Yep. Do you see a long term project in Chivas? Absolutely. It's big. It, it, well, the one, what's happening right now, that this is the long term project. It's, it's kind of what they started with Elias. Again, I'm not giving him all the credit. He was, but he was. Nah, part dude, of it fuck Belas and fuck his project. <laughs> he does not get any. Kids. He does it's, not get to be. Set, no, he doesn't deserve to be the same sentence as Fernando Hierro. I'm sorry, dude. No, it's. But see, this is, and then this is. I think it's gonna be up to uh, Amaldi to kind of spill the tea, but he did get him, and then he he. He kept them even longer, you know, if you guys remember, because they when when they kicked Buse, that's when uh, we're he almost, had to leave, too. We're, we've almost gotten rid of all of La Volpe's, or not La Volpe, Pelaz's garbage, man. It's almost We're almost done with all his junk. It's almost a clean slate. <laughs> Right, because you think about the you think are about you, the players you, that he tried to bring in and and the the disciplinary issues, right? He, he brought, we don't he have brought, Antuna. We don't have he trophies. In Pocho was mine. He yeah. brought in Pocho was mine. The only team, the only they two players that are left back, from from that the the photo with all the players that he signed on his first you know season, only Pocho yeah. and and uh, Macias, I guess, and Chicote are, are left, but everybody else is gone, he, dude. <laughs> He, right. he also managed to bring that dude back. All right, I'm going to follow up that question with another question, all right? This is just because I missed the last, the last post. What the fuck is going on with Antuna and the Chivas fans? Like, why do you guys hate him so much? I mean... Right, like, what happened there? Because Pelayas brought him. So, here's just the... Just because of Here's the issue with Antuna, right? Is he... <laughs> when you come to Chivas, it doesn't have... It cannot be... You, you cannot have any doubt... Or any second guessing, right? And he he was very vocal from the beginning that you know it's not a big deal to join Chivas. And when we sent him off to Cruz Azul, he's like, yeah, you know, it's not that big of a deal, like whatever. 
And because, bro, at that point in the time, it wasn't your team was hot shit. You guys lived in Repechaje or under while Cruz Azul was overperforming. Yeah. So him coming over from L.A. Uh, Galaxy, Galaxy where he was ripping it up and then coming to Chivas, that was a hot piece of shit team. Of course, he's downplaying it. <laughs> yeah. And Let's look at it realistically. Seem like Camisa. Like, yeah. well, not, wait, not so much. So, segunda division? Wait, wait, not so much Galaxy, because I think. Was it Ch- Man City or Chelsea? Yeah, trials at Man City. No, I think they own his, yeah. his. uh Yeah. I think and Man City owned the, uh, yeah, the contract, they, and and LA. He was playing LA on Galaxy home. was uh, had him on. Yeah. The, um, see, so that was because of... played paid Man, Man City, didn't they, for yeah. the contract? Yeah. So then, when you're looking at it that way, are you not taking steps down? To it, where yeah, you would I could be see why he saw it. Like I'm if I'm at work, you yeah. tell me, hey, you know what? You're now you're no longer regional director. Now you're just a peon. Fuck you guys. So here's the thing about you're Antuna. You're gonna sweep. Here's the thing about Antuna. Number one, he oh. is a na- national team player, which you have to do acknowledge yes. that he was in a great form, even though he was at Galaxy. He he had a really good Gold Cup and and he was doing really good things for the national team, and that was a good opportunity for him to join Chivas, right? The thing about Antuna is I don't think he should have ever left. We should have never done a trade with Cruz Azul for Piojo. We should have, we should have both players on the team. And, you know, just because they're broke, we had to do this stupid Indian trade. But Antuna should have never not left. He shouldn't have left. And no, you're right. And, and it's true. I thought it was a stupid-ass move. When I saw it, I was like, yeah, I'll happily give up Piojo. To well, and, and, and just to have yeah. that World Cup presence on the team, because that's that's like – Massive advertisement when, when um, you know, they're calling the games and there's like, oh, that's Chivas striker or Chivas and, whatever, Antuna. And let's not forget that it wasn't just a straight trade. You guys also got uh, the our left back. I forgot his name. <laughs> On a loan. They, they kind of, but they, yeah, so, they didn't even need him. They, they were just trolling. So I, like, I don't know. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> And and all right, so then nobody knows. Antuna uh, Antuna leaves right, and he has those comments on on whatever Univision or do then, and then obviously the first time that he he plays against us, we boo him, and he just has like a the most punchable face. I know Elbow will back me up on this, and <laughs> and, and you know it's just like his teeth. If he's not he's that player that if he's on your team, like fuck yeah, you you love his antics, but when you're on the other side of it, you're like fuck this guy. I hate this guy. I, you know what? I, I think he was getting a lot of flack from from uh, from the start, and I, I know people were criticizing how much was paid. And I do I do feel there was like since when he arrived, he was being attacked, and it's no big yeah. deal to me. It's you know, it's to be expected. But I agree with you, Jaime, that he he didn't know how to manage that. He didn't know how to handle it, and he never really won over. The fans, and I felt like, well, he's a bit of he's a bit of mature man. That that's what it comes down. Yeah, to. and he started fucking around. And those goddamn they, teeth! I want to punch those things, man. He he also got caught in shenanigans, right? The whole drinking and I don't know if he was yeah, he bringing was, alcohol to. He was part of <laughs> he was part of uh, him and Chicote were caught like partying during COVID, like when everybody was supposed to be like, you know staying at home and stuff. They had like a banda and they were drinking. Honestly, not a big deal, but it was during the lockdown period. And, you know, it was part of the disciplinary issues that were happening in the Chivas. 
Yeah, and, and I'm going to reference something we all saw in the, what was it called? The World Cup show? Los, los, Maestros de la Jugada. It was the, los, yeah. Yes, that one. And um, it's Nestor. I, I think, was, he, was Nestor there? He was, was there for one of his own. Chepo was there. No, Chepo, no, 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 not Nestor. Nestor, who was the GM at Chivas. Um, I don't know if it was in that one or in another interview, but he talked about when uh, Bravo and Medina got caught. Uh, they oh, got arrested for drunk driving. That was on the said, podcast, I think. On the Park Medrano podcast? I think so. Medrano but, podcast. But go yeah. on. Okay, yeah. So he says uh, they're in jail and he goes and he, he goes to bail them out and, and or he calls them and he's like, all right, this is this is what you're going to do, man. Just, you know, he, he laid out the plan for them and he's like, you're just going to apologize, say that, you know, you got out of hand and and that's that. And then he said that the dumbass, one of the dumbass player representatives went to pick them up. And when they came out, they were, uh, there was all the, all the media was out there. And he, he made them, like he covered them with their jacket and made them go in the car. And he said uh, that just made things worse. And I feel that that's happened a lot with some of these Chiba players where they do shit and they don't know how to handle a lot of these things. They don't have they, PR. They, yeah, and yeah, and it just turns into a bigger, you know, a bigger issue, and it's yeah. like this the, the next two weeks. That's all that's being talked about. I remember when they got pulled over for drunk driving, and then the very next game, Venado sends a beautiful cross to Bravo. Bravo scores, and they both get on their knees and and like ask for forgiveness. Oh, they do the prayers. Oh man, I I, I like their uh, nicknames though. Peberto Medina and Tomar Bravo. Those were brilliant. I haven't seen a a brotherly love duo like that ever since. I I love I love Bravo and, and Medina. They were two of my my favorite players. Uh, same. And same. I I wanted to throw something out there. You know, we talk about the teams that have had success this season, but let's talk about Tijuana. You know, Piojo got sent to the curb by Tigres. He goes to Tijuana, and they don't qualify for even repechaje, abysmal season, 15th position. He goes uh, on record after their defeats, and he just throws everybody under the fucking bus, man. He says these guys don't want it. They're not taking it serious. And just not taking any ownership or any blame. He's done this time and time again. And you know his leadership is it goes as high as his height. It's not it's not good leadership. If Ouch. you're if you're a player on this team, <laughs> are you gonna cama next season? You know, because he basically said everyone is expendable, meaning no one is here. No one no, no one's job here is safe. And when you hear that, uh, you know, if you're a player and and you're having to deal with a manager like that, it can go of one of two ways. Number one, it can be like, all right, you know, I need to, I need to own up my, to my mistakes, and I need to, I need to figure shit out. Or number two, he'd be like, fuck this motherfucker, like let's fuck this guy over. And I think a lot of the players are gonna be leaning towards that direction. Oh, I think they won't, Jaime. You're forgetting one thing. He's the the directiva at at um, Cholos has a lot of faith in uh, in Piojo. I think they're going to back him up 100%. And this is like 
sometimes you have to do this when you need to clean house. You got a couple bad agents in there. Right there. You have to clean up the locker room. And you need players that like kind of know your system or believe in your system. And if he's able to bring in some of his dudes, I, I do think that we could see that happening. Um, so the so the transfer market will be interesting in that aspect to see how Piojo builds, because this is not his team, right? This is a team that was was left over from previous. No, yeah, I agree. You it know, is. it's not, it's not Everyone project. has Manuel Salo that team, right? Because they keep changing coaches. Now, here's the thing, guys. If you're finishing in 15th place with a negative 10 goal difference, it, are people's jobs safe? No. Exactly. But that also so, includes the head coach. Now, here's the other thing. We talked about this a couple of pods ago. When he won last year, cuando dijo, el equipo se me hizo viejo. And then we saw the ass whooping that Tigres got. Porque el equipo está viejo. Now we're saying, no, pues hablaba sin pelos en la lengua. No, que, que chingón. The times that the VAR fucks up, the quote is always, están comiendo tortas. So this is his brand, right? And he's just being honest. And yeah, your job is not safe. You don't want it. You ended up 15th with a negative 10 goal difference. Yeah. I just, all right, this is my issue with Piojo, right? This is, he's, he's, he's cried wolf so many times with different teams, even the national team, right? He talked about how Gio was complaining that his feet were on fire and that's why he subbed them out. This dude has never, ever acknowledged and taken responsibility for his actions. And that's why I think he's a terrible, terrible coach. For his numbers, I mean, he has really good numbers. Well, but He's even as a player, siempre metía chingazos. Yeah. He was always the one that was on the field doing that shit. So what do you think you were going to gain as a head coach? That's why he lost the spot for the 94 national team. What do you think Guatemala would be Buda. like as the head coach? He's just one of those stubborn uh, men that will never change, right? So you, you see... Well, you see what you get, right? And he, you might get success with that. He's obviously had a successful run as a coach in certain certain clubs, right? But at the end of the day, man, this dude is not going to evolve. This dude's never going to acknowledge his mistakes. And that is, you can only go so far with that. I, I, so, I, you know, you mentioned that uh, what if Guauhtemoc uh, did something like this? Guauhtemoc's a lot more clever with, with, with his comments, right? He's a smart ass, but he's clever. And and Piojo's yeah, some necklace headed. idiot that, that's just yelling into the that's just yell into the wind. He's a he's a good coach, but it but his but his mouth writes checks, his ass can't cash, you know? Exactly. It, it's 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 that's part of the problem, right? So yeah, like uh I, I agree with Abdias that, that yeah, you you if you're fifteenth and you're uh and you're what was it uh, negative ten on on the uh, goal difference goal differential, yeah. You need to clean house with that team, but but also, man, have some tact, man. How how public do you have to make that thing? That's so another yelling thing too. In, at everybody. That is a listen to you. Man. That is an internal email or conflict that you you acknowledge. You don't go out to the press. No, no, no. And... You, you you gather the players and yeah. you tell them. Yeah. It, you know, in the locker room. You probably but, did do that. No, no, but but Piojo, Piojo will 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 
will will talk to anybody who will listen to him. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's part of the problem. Yeah. Just to give you guys like a, a relevant example. And that's why he doesn't have the national team. Yeah. There's this software company called Cloudflare and their CEO publicly called out their entire sales team and said, you know, uh, we have like 300 salespeople and 100 of them are like absolute garbage. And that's why we didn't hit our number. Right. And when you do something like that, like that's something you 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 handle internally. But when you you're when you say that to the public, dude, like you might think that you're you know you're making your salespeople look bad, but that just reflects poorly on you, your leadership, and it's your company at the end of the day, right? So with Piojo, like you you decided to coach this team, you decided to take on this endeavor, and you should be the first one to take responsibility for how they finish in the table, regardless if it's your fault or not, right? Obviously, at the end of the day, it's the, the players that show up on the field and play. But you handle that internally, uh, you know, behind closed doors. You don't go out to the public and just throw everybody under the bus, man. Because you've just lost all credibility and all, all trust. I don't have an issue with him coming out and saying, hey, look, it wasn't a successful season. We may have to look at the roster, see what we, what we have to do with it exactly. to improve, blah, blah, blah. But to, but but to put everybody on blast to, to anybody yeah. that'll listen are, are to him. Are you saying, Kodo? That's that's where, where I, I can. Kodo, are, are you saying uh, that a piojo le sobra barrio? Because <laughs> 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 if you like he said, if he's diplomatic, he could say exactly what he said, but he could say it more tactful. But no, you know, right. exactly. This guy's hood. <laughs> no, no, he, yeah. Wow, no, wow, as, as as ghetto as he is, he would know how to deliver <laughs> that message effectively without is, looking like an idiot. He is man. governor, dude. But I think, wow, Kwao is like, exceptional, man. He's, he's a little why. Look at how many things. He's freaking clever, man. He is, but he's very clever. Look look how much he's achieved in life, dude. Yeah. World oh, Cups, uh, soccer sure, stars, man. governor, he's... He had a TV show. No, but let him come in. <laughs> you know, he had a TV show at one point. Now. He had his own. He had his own talk show. Yeah, <laughs> got got to punch fight this one. It was god awful, <laughs> but he called him. Uh, real, okay. yeah. Real quick, uh, a comment from from uh, from one of our listeners, El Pichichi said, uh, "The reason they're mad at Antuna is for the huge amount of money they spent." Belaz paid Galaxy yeah, like, over. Well, I think it was Manchester City. Uh, yeah. Belaz paid Manchester City ten million for that. Yeah. Tronco. So yeah. Another. But reason. but see, Peach. Imagine also. Imagine also how much they paid in dental work for those ivory <laughs> he has. Man. I, I agree. It was a lot of money, but I, I think it was well spent in the sense that this was a, a already a player that was yeah. already pretty much being streamlined to go into the World Cup. And you were gonna have a player like that, and, and like if City would have had a really good tournament, and he was already kind of tied to European team, maybe send him back. But even if it didn't, like, um, you you still want to have a player that's like that make the World Cup, and then it's on it's a, it's a, going into the next World Cup cycle. It's is there again, and and you could have in your team. You go from having no players to like, I think Chivas could have like three or four, you know, in which they haven't had since like, um, you know, that team with Osvaldo Sanchez and and Sal Salcido and Massa and, yeah. and Bravo, all those guys. When you had four or five players that were always in the national team, and I think that I think Chivas is 
I think they're going to be able to do that again. Yeah. With um, is yeah, because Alexis has been playing there, and I think um, Beltran, Tiva. Yeah, Yo, some of these younger guys been getting caught and yeah. called up, and then um, JJ Mack, if he gets back to a hundred, he I do feel he has a good chance. He has a good chance of. I think you know, we should put the what's what's that term? Put a fork in him. He's done. I think that's oh, Macias. No. So that's it, dude. That's he's still, so uh, another, another he's still what twenty two. Look, I know he can probably Is have a comeback. 22? I'm not saying he won't. I, I'm not saying he's, you know, he could still have a, a successful career. But while while he is uh, repairing and recovering, I do think that the number one priority for Chivas next season should be to bring in a legitimate striker with a proven track record. And I have a couple of names out there. Uh, they go by Javier Hernandez. Uh, he also goes by Chicharito. But I think that should be your number one priority in the offseason is bring him home. Bring him home and let's win some silverware together because he didn't do it when he left. And I was very salty about not being able to use him in the Copa Libertadores final. I think it's time for, for to bring the prodigal some home and uh, give him a, 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 a well-deserved career send-off. He'll be back in good spirits with Number one, the fans in Mexico. Number two, the city of Guadalajara. And number three, I'm sure that by us uh, bringing him to Chivas, he will no longer be blacklisted by the national team, and he might get a proper send-off. So I think all this is is capable of happening, but it's not going to happen if he's still in L.A., man. I know he's probably accustomed to that lifestyle now. He's a streamer. But go ahead. Let, let, let me ask this question here. Based on how this team is playing right now, do you do do you want to add an unhinged Chicharito? Because he seems a little unhinged lately, man. Mentally, so I agree. And so you wonder how he how he affects the ke- the chemistry. So the best of way this I, club, yeah, the best way I can describe it is when uh, the Chicago Bulls were entertaining the idea of bringing Dennis Rodman to the mix. Right, the dude was super crazy. He was like a wild horse and. Because he had the supporting cast around him, they said we could handle him. And I think with Chicharito, you have a a, a leader like Bocho, you have a, a successful player and now director, Fernando Hierro, and they have that Real Madrid connection. And then you have Paunovic. I think they have the right supporting cast to bring in a player like Chicharito who has been a little bit distracted, who's had some more off, you know, off the field distractions and all that. I think at the end of the day, man, him coming home and coming to Chivas and, you know, I'm sure his family has a huge influence on that too. I think we can set him straight and, and give him the career send off that he deserves. Cause I think it's gotten to the point where like people are starting to appreciate what he's done in the long term of his career. Obviously the last couple of years have been kind of, uh, Amargo and, and 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 just been filled with drama, but uh, if he can win some silver with Chivas, dude, and 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 retire here, I think that would be a, a beautiful ending to his his career. I like how you think, Jaime. From from your lips to God's ears, I hope uh, that something like that does happen. I do think it's possible. Um, they might have to negotiate something. I know uh, Galaxy wasn't too keen on keeping him. But he managed to uh, activate his, he, like, he Extension. had, like, something on his, yeah, and his contract that if he scored X amount of goals and he did it, um, 
Yeah. But I, I feel like they're not too, too like. Well, they also couldn't lock down, uh, what's his name? Luis Suarez, right? So that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that also may have helped this cause a little bit too. No, don't, don't get me wrong. So I want to see Chicharito back in that, in that Chivas uniform. Yes, sir. My my thing my thing is my thing is just seeing uh, the the chemistry that Chivas is showing right now. I'm concerned, and again, you know, may, may, maybe Pocho is is the alpha. You know, maybe he's the that Michael Jordan in that locker room in terms of being an alpha male there. But you know, Chicharito Chicharito's unhinged, man. That that fool needs some help. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if I I think someone knows what it's like to uh to manage a locker room where there's a lot of players like that that are like you know a lot of alpha males a lot of a lot of testosterone a lot of ego i think that'll be fierro just you know Real madrid all of those great players that that are there you know imagine it. no but you Everyone but you need that, that alpha on on the, on the field though because no yeah, yeah i agree i agree you need research but I, th- I thought you meant if he might clash with Guzman, as far as like, no, 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 no. Who, who I think, took control? No, of the no, no. I did not that far. And the, he, yeah, I mean more the locker room, more the yeah. Go ahead, uh, Jaime. So with him, he's. I honestly think he's the missing puzzle puzzle piece to this team because we do have everyone gelling right now, and even Baunovic has lined up the team without a legitimate nine, and it somehow worked out this season. I think Javier Hernandez coming into this team is is exactly what they need to get another, you know, one to two goals per game. I mean, this guy yeah, has a proven track record. He scores goals, and I think he has a, a great supporting cast to get him there, and he would fit in like a glove at, at Guadalajara. Yeah, that, that's been Chicharro, right? Like you say, Jaime, whenever he's been in, at a club that he, you know, where he kind of fits that system, he just explodes with goals and he was doing it at Leverkusen and then he did it at you know obviously at Manu under 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 um even at West Ham he scored goals and Se- just, Sevilla he scored goals everywhere, you know. I, I think he's he's gonna score goals no matter what team he plays for. That's just what he does. No, no, but but I'm saying be more explosive like he was under Ferguson. Oh yeah. And then I for, I forgot the coach at Leverkusen, but um yeah, I, I do. I, I feel that. Yeah. I feel the same as you that this this team he would that he would you know fit fit well into this team and yeah. that they would like play for him. He didn't score for Sevilla. said he will. He... Oh, well, well, you're not gonna work for everyone. So, so uh, Pichichi said that uh, he will bring Dreyfus with him. Dreyfus? Oh, no, I don't know. He... I don't think so. He's in Puebla. His life coach. Trifus is in Puebla? Is that Is he really? El Pichichi has very strong emotions towards Chicharito. He says that he never <laughs> played as a nine at Chivas, that Huero had him playing on the flanks, which is true, and that uh, we don't need him in the locker room because of the drama that he brings. So, I mean, I understand both sides, but I've always... I always envision him ending his career at Guadalajara and he's running out of time. So it's now or never. And you now have a, a sporting the director. Need a player like him you have a sporting director that like 
we'll see how his negotiations are in the offseason. I think he will be criticized if they don't bring in the refuerzos that this team needs. Are you guys going to give up on Masia so easily? He'll be I'm there. Not, but, but, but Jaime did. Jaime's I, already, he's cooked. He's coming back the same, man. Like, he fucked himself twice. Twice, man. Like, that is. 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 Like, he stopped going up for those headers. He had to wear the headgear. It's just like it's doubt, you know. But that's a different type of injury. It is a different kind of injury, but you know, I think there's still that fear. All right. You guys heard about him uh, crashing, right? Oh yeah, Macias crashed his car. Oh yeah, he did, huh? That dude needs a fucking limpia, bro. He needs a. You notice how they kept that real quiet. Yeah, I mean, he didn't kill anyone like Malek. <laughs> Malek was kill- like driving like he was taking down bowling pins, dude. Yeah, but see, he's he's also a dude that's that's been pretty straight, straight edge. No, really, not in problems. And if it was just a regular crash and there's nothing there, I mean, what, what's the media gonna say? You know, they if they go dig up the police report and he wasn't drunk, and it was just like a. You know, who uh, hasn't crashed? Who hasn't crashed? Now that <laughs> now that Ricardo's here, I, Ricardo, you need to get your boy, bro. What's up with your boy Lightness? Why is what happened to his career after leaving America, and and why is he getting all the slander and hate now? You know, Volpi score has more goals than he does, and I feel like everyone's just really turned on him. But that's your boy, man. <laughs> Well, Volpi has, I think, as many goals as Alexis Vega, but no one's mentioning that, but that's all right. <laughs> but, um, hey, man, I called in, like, before, right when the seat, when the, when Tigres got him, and I got off that, the hype train, man. Don't you guys remember? Yeah. I, I even said, well, as soon as I found out that his dad, that he's the hijo de papi, I, I can't, I can't roll with that, man. I'm, I'm anti-hijo de papi anti-white Mexicans on the national team. <laughs> I'm anti Wait, that. just on the national team? Or on America too, like Layun? Like, I don't want him there either. <laughs> Ricardo, do you want them all to look like Nacho Ambriz? I want him to look like uh, that Tigres coach that got fired. What's his name? Um, Chima Ruiz? Yeah. Nacho Ambriz thinks Chima Ruiz should be in Apocalypto. Hey, you know what they say? <laughs> the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. I like I like that movie though. That's one of my favorite movies. But can we can we all agree that clearly the money went to this guy's head? What was it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you wrong, think so? Because he doesn't look like he was uh, came from no money. He looked like he was, he had his 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 family's kind of like. I, I, you know, I, you could still go. Like I, I wasn't like poor, I wasn't hella poor. But if I were to get the lottery, I'm pretty sure it would go to my head, dude. I would. Because uh, I, th- I think we 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 <laughs> talked about this a lot on, on this podcast. Like, 
like uh, Hoel mentions it. Hoel mentioned it that uh, like these like uh, I'm not saying Linus is the poor kid. He's he obviously yeah. comes for money. Uh, I misspoke when I when I said what I said earlier, but I think the it's just a mentality, man. Like these guys don't know how, how to handle pressure. They're not built that way. They have everything handed to them, and it's just another example of another player that has everything handed to him. Yeah, and he thinks he's a superstar when he if he steps shit. out of Me- yeah. if he steps out of Mexico, no one knows who the hell he is. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't know. There's the mentality part of the the Mexican player that leaves a lot to be desired, and we'll see, man. Ah, him going to Tigres was basically a death sentence. I mean, him and Cordova have done fuck all, dude, since they joined that con- that team, bro. Another white Mexican that's a hijo de papi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How you feeling about America? You guys finished uh leveled on points with us and you're you're uh chilling? How do you, how do you feel? I'm blushing, man. Any anytime America's on top, I'm blushing. But <laughs> I have to admit, man, like the cheat cue the bingo card. I know the Chivas hater, whatever. I get it, man. But the 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 media manipulation—you can see it on picante, oh, yeah. última palabra. The look, I'm I'm first to say I I didn't think they were gonna get this many points. And, <laughs> no one did, you. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah, no one did. No one did. They, they dude, last, last time was like 13 years ago. We forgot. We we're like. Uh, this is um, uncharted territory, Ricardo. We don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands. Where Where are they supposed to go? I don't know. We like the dude from. What, what was that actor, man? He, he committed suicide. Oh, geez, man. Why'd you have to get so dark? He did. He did Jumanji. He, no, the Jumanji movie. Oh, Robin did, Williams. Um, yeah, that's like that's Robin the Williams, yeah. I remember when he comes out of the Jumanji box. What like, year is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this Chiva fans would. The season finishing on top. What's yeah. going on? Hey, Ricardo, I don't know about you, ahead, but Ricardo. I'm hoping that we get a Chivas America final. It's It needs oh, to happen. It needs to happen. It does, but I, I wouldn't want it right now. We we talk about scripted we finals, we right? Years. FIFA scripting Argentina in the final. Uh NBA will probably scripted the Lakers Warriors, you know, matchup because of LeBron and and, and uh, Curry. Now we talk about this what would be a incredible final, the final to end all debates, you know, Chivas versus America, especially now that they're both in in good form, tied on points. It, it's what the people want and I I know that there will be a way to get that. I hope at least to quote uh, Apollo Creed's trainer when when he wanted the rematch with Rocky, he's they're all he's all wrong for his baby. <laughs> America is all wrong for Chivas. That midfield I, I is a complete mismatch. I, and, and a lot of I agree as well. 
Yeah. A lot of reporters said that it was just an accident. You can rewatch that game, man. That also Gonzal- Gonzalez Valdez yeah. ate that guy's lunch, man. Bad style matchup. That's the whole point, though. You, didn't they have a Henry Martin on fire? I I don't want goal scorer of the of the league. I don't want anyone to hold this over Guadalajara if we go on a title run this season. I don't want them to say, "Oh well, if you would have faced no, fuck that, give us everybody, dude." I want that smoke. I want that smoke. Gonna say that though. They say that, but then they forget. It's like you know. uh, No, I I think there's there is. I think there's a, there is that part of me. Like I, I agree with you that there is a, uh, a a little bit of an issue there. I think I, I, America would have our number, but I also want to see if Bao can make any adjustments to yes. make this thing competitive, competitive, or even or even uh, pull you know pull off a a minor upset there. You know, you want to see what your coach is capable of doing. Exactly. So that that's that's maybe the main reason that I would be for that. But I, I agree. I think America does probably have our number if, if we face them and again. I feel, I feel um, yeah, they're a team that, like, even remember when Matias faced them, not, they knocked Chivas out too straight in Gia. You, you guys yeah, just want to see did. a second golden shower. That's what you guys want to see. <laughs> I want to see some I, some know, more chicotazos. I feel I feel Chivas would match up better with Monterrey. Either way, dude, give us the smoke. Ingrid I want Niels all of would, it. Would, would give us enough space and time for Chivas to to do their thing. I don't. Hey man, we we want to be the type of team that takes on all comers, <laughs> even white trash. I, <laughs> <laughs> I do, but uh, right now I'm in no hurry to get there. <laughs> I think for me, as it is, it's been a very successful season. I, I, I always separate league from Liguilla. I think Liguilla is like pretty much another tournament for me. And I think yeah. I, I, that's one thing I always uh, have disliked, like the media would throw away whatever was done during a season if, if you didn't, or if you didn't, or you qualified to repechaje or you got eliminated in the first round. And it's like, they make it seem like that whole season, like almost as if nothing was done or if it's something easy to achieve. Uh, so to me, it's oh, I agree. No, no. The, the, yes. The first words out of their mouth is going to be fracaso. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not, um, the team did a lot. And I think they did a lot that they could continue building, building up for, um, obviously, and, and I'm going to go back with my broken record. We were seeing the Chivas that was about six points, you know, from from that top four finish. But now they not only did they achieve it, they surpassed it. And so I do think that, you know, they it, it's something they could build on and yeah, for sure. And and start finishing, you know, become where it could become a regular thing when they're finishing in the top, at least at the top five. Top Here's the six. thing, though. You you just got the hardest part out of the way, in my opinion, which was being consistent enough in the regular season to get a in a position that's favorable to you, right? You don't have to worry about yeah. the single-game elim- elimination. You don't have to worry about home field advantage. You don't have to worry about global, right? If it goes to a tie, they have everything in their favor now. They've, they've worked so hard to, to get to this level and, and this point 
So yeah, it would be a a big a, a big fracaso if now with all this in your favor, oh, no. you get bounced out in the first round. First round, I said. First round, you get to the semis, you lose. All right, that's respectable, right? And nobody would have predicted this at the beginning of the season, in the first season under Paul, the first season under Yero, adjusting to whatever excuses like they give these coaches, right? So if Chivas can get into the top four in in Liga, I would consider it a a good start. And but I I still think that they have a legitimate chance of winning this thing. If Copa and Mex was around, maybe, but I don't know about the league. Yeah, man. I mean, it's all about the matchups, right? <laughs> styles, sure. styles make fights. Hey, bro, yeah. stop talking about my side chick, okay? I miss Liga MX. I still dream about her. Okay? Copa Mex, you see me? Say hi if you be Hi. What happened? Uh, I said, say I if you be Cruzazul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just busting your balls, guy. I, I, yeah, I think it's. Oh, the bro, it doesn't even hurt anymore. I put out cigarettes on my arms just so I can feel something. Damn. <laughs> Speaking about unfulfilled potential, I do want to address Napoli facing Salerno, Ochoa's team. They were up 1-0, yeah, and they man. couldn't close the show at home. And they're going to have to wait for the celebrations for another week. Is and, that the Mexican Cangrejos, Jaime? And if I'm not mistaken, Tom uh, tweeted out saying uh, that he, he failed and he doesn't have that cold blood instinct to, to close the show. So, you know, I, I think Chucky does deserve a little bit of uh, criticism. And... I don't know. I feel like everyone's been hyping up Ochoa this entire season. He's had some great performances. But overall, I would love to hear Tom. Uh, what's what's up, boys? What's uh, up, man? Yeah, Napoli. Napoli couldn't close it out. Um, I think they will uh, eventually. But interesting note, I think that um, I don't know what you guys feel, but you look at Ochoa, I know Ochoa has gotten a lot of uh, uh, naysayers saying that he should not be the the National League's uh, a goalkeeper, but he did show you that, I mean, he's he's as good at, or, I mean, arguably better than anything that Mexico has, has at the moment. Do you think he is the best option going into the next uh, kind of yes. round of things, or do you think that, it's, that we should urge him to to ride off into the sunset but um, he, he could spend he could spend the next three years playing marbles and then the world cup comes around and i still will want him guarding the posts the way i see it he with always the, shows yeah. up look i respect the choa because he's doing everything in his power to show that he is still playing at a high level and it's everybody else's job to dethrone him and you you get a coladera like Acevedo, who's been, you know, they keep dropping his name, but this dude is Swiss cheese, man. It's not even close. Malagón's next, man. He's the heir to the throne. I hope somebody steps up because no one right now is stepping up. He he checks all the boxes. He's Yeah, it's just it's 
it, it, to see, man, Mexico was always a good producer of keepers. And, and uh, you know, at this point, yeah, Ochoa is our best option. Because what I don't want to see happen. Malagón or somebody else. What, what What's I, up? What I don't want to see happen is this bullshit media that's been going around about uh, naturalizing Volpi and Quiñones. Oh, I, I think Quinones will happen. That guy's a certified goal scorer, man. What about Volpi? Uh, well, not Volpi, but Quinones, in my opinion, he's the best player in the league. Yeah, if, if, I'm, the, if I'm the coach, I would have nationally. Why isn't he being called up for his national team then? He's not good enough to play for Colombia. But he, but he's better than. I would say he's, he's better than all the Mexican uh, strikers. But if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably say he's better than Martin, even though Martin just won the, the scoring title. Mm -hmm. Well, he could be like a better overall player than him, you know. And, and Quinones is younger than him too. Is he? How old is he? He's, he's about 25. A, a, oh, a lot shit. of people don't keep in mind he's 26 a Liga years old, product. 26, okay. He never played in Colombia. He was developed in Liga MX. Wow. So he's the best player He's the best player Liga MX has produced in a while. And then I would say that also as a reason why he doesn't get called up. You know, it's it's a business after all. And uh, it looks like no he was Columbia called up for gonna, the no, under twenty. No, gonna make money off of this dude right now. And rumor is he's coming to America next season, so we got we got the oh boy certified goat shagger on America's team. Damn, I I could see that happening just because of that or leggy Televisa connection. Just a heads up. I hear an echo, but. Uh, I had something else on the docket. Jaime Ordiales steps down from the national team. And it seems like all the uh, the old baggage is, is gone. It's on its way out. Feels like a, a new leaf. And maybe now Javier Hernandez can return to the national team. Well, the other dude, it was the other dude uh, keeping him out. Um, shit, what was his name? John DeLuisa. John DeLuisa. John DeLuisa. De it was, it was, you know. Yeah, that's, well, that's he's not going to renew his presidency, and then you have Ordiales leaving. Yeah. No, but Pepe was the main one, um, you know. And I think, yeah, they're gone. Yeah. And... Well, I think this this does kind of open it up without his lackeys there too. Um, has any name been dropped for um, for Tulio for who could be a Davino, replacement? No? Yeah, Tulio Davino. Oh, that's right. I don't know how I feel about it. Somebody did. <laughs> Somebody what? Somebody did post that in our chat, right? Yeah, uh, But some of the changes that would be made. He was uh, what's, uh what's his pedigree? I know he Monterrey, right? 
was he at Monterrey as a he director was... or what? Or like a P- VP or something? Yeah, yeah. And then he was Pretty like, sure he was the the the, like the GM, yeah. Am I tripping or did he also do something in MLS? I could be wrong. No, you must be thinking of Dennis the Close. Oh. Hey, hey, but why don't you trust him, Paul? I don't know. Because he played at America, I'm guessing. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> and like you said, he's, 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 and then, dude, he's RG as well. Oh, he he's is. Like, you're right. Hey, you're right. Everything you hate, dude, he's a white Mexican. <laughs> he's, I don't know, dude. I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I just don't like them. I can't really. I don't. I think Monterrey wasn't there pretty mediocre under this guy. Well, he, he was the team president, is what I'm, what I'm saying here. Sporting chairman. Well, then here's the follow-up. What exactly would be his job? Because Ades de Parga is still there, and he's the one running the show. That's why Jaime left. So, what's your job? That's a good question. Like, because that's been the whole shakeup, right? It's like, well, what role does Jaime have? Because now Ares de Parga is the one who's running the whole show, who's side by side with Coca, who's doing all oh, of these no. things. Ares is not running it. He's He's got a sweet job, but he's not the main dude. We all know who the main dude is. Come on. It's the biggest name in there. Second biggest name. I will say, if it's the biggest name, we know it's Emilio. Yeah, but I think uh, he's letting the other two run it right now, Orlegi. He's letting Orlegi run it because yeah. they signed off on that TV that TV deal with the national team that they were. There you excluding. go. That's why. There you go, sir. And and I think Martinez might spill the beans. Isn't the tea? I should say, I said the beans. But you could use beans as Mexican some. He's gonna be in Picante, right? Who? Uh, the the Pachuca Martinez. Is he? Is he really? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw. I don't know. Huh? I don't know. I, the guy I saw, and I didn't see the interview, but I saw Bora was on. Uh, he was a uh, Picante. Well, yeah, he was on like I I I only saw a clip. I want to see the full. The full thing. So uh, he has a connection to Pau. Team because of that scandal, or because of the the ladies of the night scandal, or was that something else? Who Chicharo? Yeah. Oh, they're saying that he had the national team. The guy in charge of like booking their hotels and flights. He had him a uh, bump. John Delisa's wife out of a change change her flight so that they could. Make room for one of the Chicharos girls, and so then that guy, that guy got fired. The guy that uh, that was working as is the national team's. Uh, I forgot what his position was, but he got sacked, and that's where the whole thing is. Is uh, a lot of people have speculated through that. Hey, but I, w- I was listening to you guys talk earlier about him. Do you guys really think he'd come back to Chivas with all the baggage he has? 
Chicharro, I think he would. It's gonna all right. It's gonna boil down to his relationship with Amaury Vergara. I know that obviously Jorge was the one running the show, and if I'm not mistaken, they're about similar age, Amaury and, and uh, Chicharro. So I don't know how the relationship is, and I, that might be the sort of the deal breaker there. If it's not a good relationship, then I don't see Amaury letting him return to Chivas. But I don't see that. I've never seen like a bad relationship either. They've tried. They, I believe they've tried in the past, but they just weren't able to reach his like, you know, to to pay him what what he can make. You know, he just can make so much more because uh -huh. he was making what like six million. Yeah, he's making a lot of money in LA. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the most he was paid is about two million. I so think Abega just secured. Probably like three, I could be wrong. But he's he's up there for sure. Yeah, but I mean so I think I think that's one of the that was one of the main main issues. I'm sure that he could know she go negotiate a deal with him getting a cut of the jersey sales or marketing and imaging stuff. No for sure, yeah. Yeah. Hey, correct correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you guys said it was like the most points you guys ever had in the in the short season format, right? Thirty four has been a number that we've only achieved I think three other times. Oh, because I seen a post where no that no on on the on the talk show they're talking about that and uh you know what happened those other times, right? Well, we did talk about it. So under Westerhoff we lost the final and under Ferretti we lost the final but then we also won the final under Ferretti so we are uh, one for three just wanted to point that out yeah somebody's microphone is yeah I hear echo gentlemen I'm gonna jump off uh But uh, before I take off, guys, uh, you know, help uh, help promote our show. Tell a friend, tell your wives, tell your Sanchez, whomever, man, <laughs> to, to 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 join us. Uh, Absolutely on this podcast. Yeah. All right, gang. Have a great night, Elbow. Thanks for hopping on. We'll see night. you next week. We are getting at the tail end of the show. I wanted to get you guys' predictions for this repechaje, starting with Tigres Puebla. Seems pretty straightforward on paper, but Puebla just finished uh, massacring Tijuana last season, uh, last last week, five to two. I think Tigres is going to win it, but in the most disgusting way, like nasty <laughs> own goal, one zero. Even though Puebla has all the momentum going into the repechaje, I think Tigres is going to win it. Tigres come off of a 3-0 loss to Leon. So not going into this match with a lot of momentum. What do you all think? It's a tough one. Tigres-Leon, right? It's... Uh, Tigres versus Puebla. I thought you said Leon. Tigres Puebla. Le Leon had uh, just beat them 3-0 yesterday. 
Okay, that's right. I got yeah, confused. so Tigres, Tigres coming into this match, 3-0 loss to, Tigre, uh, to Leon, and then Puebla coming into this match, 5-2 victory over Tijuana. Damn. Man, Puebla has racked up some upsets here and there. Yes, it's there. a tough one for me, Jaime. It, it's a tough one. It's a tough call for me right there. Yeah. Equipo Viejo versus Hungry Team. I don't know who, who's going to want it more. I'm going for the Hungry Guys. I think the Hungry Guys yeah. can do it. Cause gonna do it. Look, man, Tigres has been having a lot of issues since fucking dude, since last season. Right? Yeah. They couldn't cement it. They got an interim. That didn't work. Now we got Seboldi in there. And that's right. who knows how that's going. Seboldi's only signed up as an interim. He doesn't have a contract for next year. Wow. So what's happening with Tigres, nobody fucking knows. Right? Like, he just came on to take the team, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I'm saying the Hungry Guys might be able to get it. Because I forgot about Hall is in disarray right now. I forgot about Tivoli. He's really good coach. I hope for at least one upset upset this weekend. And uh, you can never doubt Puebla. They've done it time and time again. And I think if anyone's going to have a bad night, it could be Tigres. Uh, we have Al Pastor coming in last minute at the buzzer beater. We're doing our predictions for these repechaje matches, starting with Tigres versus Puebla. Curious to know your hot take. You're on mute, by the way. <laughs> I think you said America is going to be chap, man. <laughs> well, well, Al Pastor figures that out. We're going to go to the next match, which is Pachuca versus Santos. I don't know. I mean, Santos coming in 13th seed. They shouldn't even be allowed to play this match. If they had any self-respect for themselves, they would they would just forfeit the match. But that's not how it works in Liguilla. They don't have any honor in Mexico. So Pachuca should handle business. But I don't know. Maybe Santos will will make them pay for, for inviting them to the party. You know what's going to happen? Pachuca is going to launch a, a protest for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. like you said like there's a, no honor here I, I like that un putazo de goles if I was like Liga MX show just highlighting the best goals <laughs> of the season I would I would watch that well, let's change the name of the cantina to, to putazo de el putazo de goles el putazo de, de, de <laughs> yeah I don't know. Pachuca were probably upset about not securing a, a top four finish. Uh, they finished just below Teluca with 31 points. And I believe they did win their last match of the regular season against San Luis 2-1. to one. They should win that comfortably. They had a slump, dude. Towards the end of the season, they just started slumping like really bad. It's it's one of those things where they're saying, of like, yo, maybe you experimenting as much with the youth wasn't the best plan, right? So we'll see if they're able to right the ship towards the end. But they were they were coming down. That's right. They lost to you guys, Cruz Azul, 2-0. They bounced back and beat Santos in regular season 4-1. But then they lose to Atlas 4-1, beat San Luis and Querétaro. So, yeah, I see what you mean there. 
They're missing who? Son las formas. Ibañez. Oh, Ibañez. Next match, León San Luis. Do we even have to talk about this? I don't even know what San Luis is doing. They have no business being in repechaje, but here we are. 12th position, 19 points. León uh, has 11 more points than them. And they're in 6th position, so I got León on this one. I, I don't see San Luis making any any legit threat to them, especially when you have a player like Saldivar up top. No love yeah. for the former Chiva? No siree, Bob. I think they, this could be an upset, man. Really? Yeah, because uh, I, I know what you're saying about uh, they got Saldivar, but and I know a lot of people don't watch the San Luis games, but <laughs> I, I would take a chance on that coach, man, that Brazilian guy. He showed he showed some things against certain teams. I'd like to see him with a bigger team. That's uh, that's pretty much what's happening right now with with Leon. It's Larcamon. Yeah. And he's doing good at the. He's also in the. What is it called? The Champions League. That's it, the CONCACAF. He's doing good at two at the both both tournaments. Yeah. The last time I saw San Luis as a threat was when Chango Moreno was their striker. Scored a lot of goals for them. Oh no, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. And there was that final that they played against America, right? And they were owned by Televisa at that point, so I mean no surprise that America won that. <laughs> but they did have a good run in that, that year. And they had just recently gotten promoted, too. That was a big deal. Uh, yeah. What is the last match? Oh, yes. Cruz Azul versus Atlas. Obviously, we do have some bias here on the podcast. But I would like to hear your, your hot take. My hot take? My very, very humble hot take? Es que Atlas me la pela, güey. Van a ver. All right. Antuna va a estar corriendo a rajamadre. Y mm, otra vez, un putazo de goles. Y si no, it's okay, I'll be drunk either way. So in my mind, un putazo de goles. I think Quiñones is going to probably score the two goals on you guys, man. He's... You can't out-bunker Atlas. That's your, that's your go-to. But that's the thing, man. Tuca, like, Tuca isn't playing bunker ball. He is playing attacking ball with what he has. He has, he doesn't have a forward right now, and we're playing well. So I think we can do it. Like, did you guys watch the last game versus Santos? The, the takeaways that Antuna, that Huescas was doing, <laughs> yeah. those plays are really coming together. And if you notice... It's starting to look a lot like the Tigres that won it all. Huh. That form is starting to come back. Esas, las asociaciones que dicen, right? Those little plays, they are coming together. So, I have faith. Fair enough. It, I wanted to mention something about that. Uh, you, that kid that Cruz Azul has, that Huescas, 
or Weska or Bro, Weska, he's been balling out for the last couple of years. Like you guys a lot of people have been sleeping on him, but he's been there for at least the last four years putting in decent work. Is he Mexican? Yeah. Yes, he yeah. is. La cantera y todo. Nineteen they, years they... old? Yeah. Yep, Morenito y de Barrio uh, también. Also Ricardo should like him. For sure. That's why I noticed because he was brown <laughs> and uh and <laughs> apocalypto style, man. That's the only bad hombres that <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and the thing about him is that he challenges and he doesn't stop on the runs, dude. Like, I fucking love him, and I've been watching him for the past, like, four years. And the fact that he's scoring and making these runs made me really happy. I was like, it's about fucking time, dude. And they play him out of position, too. They have him as a kind of like a wingback-ish, like a kind of like a wingback. Okay. That is Tuca. That's yeah. Tuca. That's completely different. And it's working. And it's working it is. really well because he just runs and runs and runs the line. And that's what Puka wants, right? My left bat is just going to rip it all the way up. Actually, the right bat that he's using to miss. And if you you look online, sorry about that, Jaime. Real, oh, real quick, I just, I just want to say this. If you look online, he, he's, gathered, he's getting a lot of attention from, they're already linking him to European clubs. And I can see why they like him so much because he is a, he's he's pretty good from what I've seen. And and a lot of these players from Mexico, you, you hear a lot of like uh, noise and humo and fake news about him going to Europe, a la Alexis Vega and stuff like that, right? But when it would like, there's this German guy that was already linking him to like four teams. And whenever there's someone outside of Mexico linking you, Maybe there's some truth to that. Who is this? I'll need to look him up. Huescas from Cruz Huescas. Okay. And, like, honestly, man, I'll say now's the right time for him to leave. He's not a superstar in Mexico. He's nothing special. Go out there, pica piedra, and keep it going. Right? That's that's what I would like for him to do. Because let's be honest, no one wants another Diego Linus story. Exactly. Yeah. I will say out of the four Epechaje matches, this is definitely the most even. They ended uh on top of each other, seven uh eight versus nine, twenty-one points versus twenty-four. I will say Crystal had seven victories over Atlas's four. I don't even know how with four victories you end up that high in the table. But a lot of draws for Atlas this season. But Atlas do have, you know, a little bit of of that championship DNA still left in them. We'll see if that comes into play in this one-off match. Uh, I just shared on the on the podcast right now a rumor about Dagoberto Espinosa. Do you know anything about this kid, uh, Ricardo? Yeah, I brought him up uh, last season on here. He, uh, he was a cantera for America. He never debuted for America. And they sold them off. They loaned them out, and it looks like they're gonna purchase them. It's not gonna be like these other Mexicans that just get loaned down. They come back. Oh yeah. What like, happened to Chelito like, Flores? Like JJ Macias, like uh, a lot of the Chivas guys. Flores. <laughs> oh yeah, Flores too. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's not forget, it works the other way around, too, all right? Tuvan has done jack shit on our end. Who? 
Uh, Tuvan, el francés que se trajo Tigres. Oh, the World Cup winner. Yup, que no hizo ni madres. Oh, you guys he... took him? Wait, you mean Cruz Azul took him? No, no, I'm just talking about them coming over here. Like, we go over oh, there and yeah. fuck up, and they come over here and fuck up, too. Oh, yeah, sure. a, lot of, yeah. a lot of them don't. He, he went to Monterrey, man. That's all he went over there. Hey, wait, güeritas interesadas. ¿Qué más quieres? For sure, folks. That's all I have for you guys. Uh, I'll leave you. Yeah, to, I'll, I'll let you guys have your closing thoughts uh, before we wrap up episode 381. Thank you guys again for for hopping on and giving us your hot takes. The floor is your guys. I'll do it really quick. To meet you as this season, they they already um, I think it was successful. You know, Jaime, you you still want to see Liga action? Do, do feel even if they can knock out that they already achieved something and they could work on and build on that. Um, so that's that's pretty much it for me at, at that point. So I've always seen the Gia as a separate tournament. Cool, cool, cool. Abdias, what you got for us? You know what, guys? I miss it global. I love this game and all, pero chingada madre se quiero global. <laughs> like, dude, there was a fucking certain genesis que el, que el gol de visitante me daba. Like, okay, cabrón, ahora me tengo que ir a jugar con el cuchillo entre los dientes y ir a matar a ese cabrón. Like, there's no losing, there's no time, and that's what I miss, man. And I really do think that us losing that, we lose a lot of essence of our soccer. And that's just the honest truth. Y ¿Sabes qué? Me vale verga. Por no más porque le dolió al América. So what, man? It's caught us too. It's caught us all. Like, that's what this game is about. Right? And lastly, if you guys are watching the Sounders game on Sunday, I'm going to be drunk as fuck on TV, so I'll say hello to all of you. Sounders game? Yeah, Seattle. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, do they have like a big match or something? Oh, they're just, I'm just going to be in the stadium. Oh, really? I'll be in there. No, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have, for some reason, because of the popularity of LAFC, uh, the San Jose match is going to be held at Levi Stadium, which is a football-specific stadium where the 49ers play. So it's been a big hype job over here. Like, they've been promoting it like crazy. But how embarrassing that you're marketing the away team. Um yeah, just goes to show the type of minnow that San Jose is. And that's the only uh, MLS that I want to talk about on this podcast tonight. <laughs> Ricardo, what you got for us, man? Uh, I thought you were going to go on a Sacramento King tirade there, man. I seen your tweet. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that's going to be Second my closing favorite thought. Team? What, what? Okay, we're bringing other sports. Go cracking, homie. We're in the second round. Second year of our franchise, Who? and we're still doing it. Oh, the Seattle Kraken, the NHL team. Yeah, I'm surprised it took that long for you guys to get one because I mean, Seattle's pretty cold. You guys are close to uh, Canada, so yeah, yeah, it took us a while, but we have it and we're running with it now. Hopefully, so you guys I'm get really a, proud of it. Get an NBA team back eventually. There was all right, all right. So we're since we're going on this tangent. There was big talk about Jeter moving the Timberwolves to Seattle, but recently there's been new things coming about where 
if there's going to be a team relocated in the NBA, it has to go to Vegas first, oh. and then it can go into Seattle. Fuck Vegas. Fuck Vegas, bro. Yeah. Ricardo, what you got for us, man? Again, a pleasure to talk to all of you guys. Chi hermanos. Cruz Azul fans. All you guys. But I think I ha I owe someone an apology, man. Oh. To, since I've been calling in, I've been I've been shitting on this guy a lot, and he proved me wrong so far. La Bomba Martin. Yep. I was calling him all sorts of names, but he did it. He won the scoring title. Um, the latest Mexican to win the scoring title. Since when, Pulido or who? Who's the last Mexican? It's been a I while. I think uh, Pulido. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Goes to show you a lot of things going wrong if it takes this long for a Mexican to. Yeah, for real. How many of those from PK? Curious. Four. Okay. Ten of them are legit. Four of them. Yeah. Oh, that's about it, man. For sure. I think uh, Al Pastor, maybe his mic wasn't working today, but want to thank him for, for hopping on, listening to the chat. Uh, you know, this this is going to be the first weekend in a, in a while since there won't be any Chivas action. I'm typically watching them try to squeeze into to Ligia. So to sit back from the throne and, and enjoy these these fights over the weekend, it's it's going to be good. Uh, speaking about fights, I had a dream that Canelo was going to lose. I don't know why. I don't know what that means. I'm sure he'll win. He's going to be in Guadalajara messing up our stadium. So I'm not looking forward to, to that going into Ligia. If you see the fucked up stadium, just blame Canelo Alvarez for that. And, uh, yeah, kind of going off topic, it was a very, very uh, entertaining, and we suffered a lot, but the Warriors stepped up, and they beat the Kings. It was a, it was a great series, and now they play the Lakers uh, against LeBron James, and we get that matchup that everyone's been looking forward to. So just here to enjoy the ride and see how far it goes, and uh want to thank all of you guys for your continuing support here of the Cantina MX Football Podcast. And, of course, we will always be there every week to update you guys on the latest action in Mexico. And, yeah, hit us up during the week on our Twitter handle, on Instagram, on YouTube, and let us know. We'll catch you in the next one. Thank you, guys, and have a good night.